Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Martin Hugh Show. Thank you for tuning in. Today, my guest is someone I highly admire. He's been in the hospitality industry for over 10 years. He has worked with the Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts brand for over six years now. His name is Joanne Montera, and he is currently the restaurant and bar manager at Marcus, which is located inside the Four Seasons Hotel of Montreal. He has worked in Paris at the Georges Saint. He's worked in Geneva. He speaks so many different languages. I can't even count them anymore. He's been all over the world. And today he is here with us. We talk about his journey. We dive into all the different facets of the hospitality industry. We talk about the challenges of being a manager, what he does on his free time and many, many more things. So without further ado, please enjoy an uninterrupted session with my good friend, Joanne Montera. All right, Joanne, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Um, thank you for taking the time and also uh, you're repping the Four Seasons with the awesome hats. Yeah, <laughs> repping the local community dime here and, you know, in the Four Seasons here. So <laughs> everything local today. Before we, we go into uh, more of the local of here, yeah. I wanted to touch upon like more your origin story. Mm -hmm. Like tell us like what's your background? Uh, how long did you how, how long ago did you come to Montreal? Where were you born? Like, you know, comic book kind of origin story. Yeah, of course. Um, I was born in uh, Sousa, France, in okay. Nice. So I'm from there. Um, I did all my, uh, my school uh, there. And then I decided after uh, my baccalaureate that I wanted to move uh, to, uh, to Sweden. I studied architecture and urbanism there mm -hmm. for three years. And then after I came back to France and uh, I couldn't connect with, you know, with the country you know back you know there was a lot of things that were different i didn't have the same um you know uh, topic as my friends so i decided i moved to australia in sydney worked in a nightclub and that's where the hospitality you know like started you know i was like okay i need to travel i need to do things um i want my life to be excited and uh, and i went back to to france i did an mba at uh, at essex business school in paris mm -hmm. uh, so that took me uh, took me two years And then after I, uh, you know, when you do an MBA in France and ESSEC, it's quite expensive, you know, school, uh, uh, it was 25,000. So I had to, uh, to pay back uh, that loan. So I went to Geneva okay. where salaries are, are quite high. So I worked there for a brand named Kempinski, okay. worked there for, uh, for two years. And then after, um, you know, when I, when I was a kid, um, right beside uh, the place I lived uh, in the south of France, Uh, there's actually a four season there that doesn't exist anymore. It's called the four season Terre Blanche. And mm -hmm. that's really basically how I, I, you know, I always wanted to join forces and I don't know why, but you know, I like to be part of something special. And I felt that the special was four season at the time uh, in the hospitality and there, you know, the number one uh, in a, you know, in, in service and a lot of things. So I was really interested in joining. So. Uh, I worked during my, during, when I was at school, I actually worked in banquets, uh, you know, doing events at the Georges V in Paris. Was that um, after, uh, sorry to interrupt, was that yeah. after your, your first job in a nightclub? It was after, yeah. Okay. It was after, so I was serving basically huge events, you know, with, with celebrities at the Georges V and it was super fun. And it was, at the same time, I was studying for, uh, to get my MBA in hospitality management. Okay, um, okay. And then, you know, I met a few managers that were there and one of the managers happened to transfer to Beverly Hills. Um, so he called me and, you know, they, he had a job for me uh, at the Beverly Walshire. 
and that's where I started my uh, my real career with Four Seasons. So I stayed one year there. Okay. I was uh, uh, what we call a manager in training with Four Seasons. So it's basically for everyone that goes out to school, um, you learn how to be a manager in different departments. My uh, uh, passion was food and beverage, so that's what I choose. Um, and then after a year, you know, because of the visa in the U.S. was quite. Uh, quite difficult it was the beginning of the of the trump uh, administration as well so i decided that i didn't want to stay in the u.s so i moved to vancouver canada where i stayed three years with four seasons as well um great city uh, people are amazing over there mm -hmm. uh, super nice and then i i had the opportunity to come to montreal and then open the, the four season here in the marcus restaurant and that's uh, basically how i'm here That's crazy. So, oh, like, yeah. I mean, what a what a journey traveling yeah. from one place to another. What, what like, so how was that first experience in a nightclub? <laughs> <laughs> it's it. It was actually the you know the first day. Uh, I had a friend that was uh, actually a bouncer uh, at the entrance uh, of the nightclub. So you know we met in uh, in Sydney and uh, and that's how I get I got to to this nightclub. And the first night I remember. Uh, your first shift was actually cleaning the, the ladies' bathroom. Uh, that's basically how you start. And then uh, the next two weeks, you had to be a glassy, uh, which is uh, in Australia, you just, you know, stack up glasses and you bring them back to the bar. Basically, that's your job. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just it was just so funny to be a... Uh, Australia, it's such, such a great country. Like, if I could go back, I would. Uh, Sydney is the best, is, uh, is an amazing city as well. Um, there's great... Uh, Uh, places to eat you know there's a lot of things to do and and basically I realized that you know I wanted to be um, when I was in Sweden you know all my classes were in English and I wanted to really be good you know and be the best uh, you know at speaking English which sometimes for a French person is not uh, uh, doesn't come like this so so mm -hmm. Australia was the best for that so I, I really learned a lot um, I met awesome people as well um, nightclub you know nightclub life is good when you're When you're 19, 20, I don't know if I could do it now. Yeah, yeah. But um, those are the years that you just have unlimited energy. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, go to sleep at five or six, and then you wake up the next day at 10, no hangover. You're that's just the like thing. So uh, in Sydney, you know, there's so many music festivals. So going to a festival during the day, and then you start your shift at 11 p.m. and and at yeah. seven you finish, and then you go back to to do other things and. And it's such a great way because you have a lot of energy, and then that changes, you know, a little bit when you when you grow up. But it's a it's a good way to start your career because you know nightclubs you learn a lot uh, on uh, on um, you know um, you know how how busy they are. And but I think you also you also get to experience the best of people but also the worst of people yeah, <laughs> and you, you learn how to deal with situations it, really quickly it's actually funny it's the best of people when you start and it's the worst of people when you end your shift yeah it's so true. in the same way it's like you 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 see a lot of things yeah and you feel, oh, i'll never see that and then you know you're like wow you're surprised there's always things that surprise you um it's a fun environment Um, so I really, I'm really glad I started there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, you know there was a few, a few people I'm still friends with, and you know it's the great things of traveling and working different places is you meet people, and after you know you, you, they also travel, you know they change their life, and you know they move in the world, and then you have people all around the world, so you know good friends, so it was it was amazing. Based on like the first time you went into a nightclub and, yeah. and like got, I would say like that was your first step into the door of hospitality. 
Aside from that, did you have any influences from your parents that made you kind of already love hospitality in a sense? Or did you grow to love the industry more as you uh, as you got different jobs in it? I think it's mostly about, you know, I am someone who like to to live your life, you know, to the fullest. And, and I really want, you know, when I was a kid, I, I traveled a lot. You know, I, I was lucky to have parents that traveled a lot. We were going to great restaurants. So that helps as well. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I, you know I realized that I wanted my life to be the same, and you know it's 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 a thing to go on vacation to a country. It's a different thing to explore and live there for two years or three years. And well, you really get immersed. Exactly. Like so, and I think you know now, now that I, I think back as well, you know, like if I if I would have lived in France, you know, I think that when you live abroad, your brain is always constantly, you know, in. Um, you know, in some sort of state where you, like I think you're present. Impress. Yeah, you're like it's it's a weird thing, but every time I travel, and especially more like when I travel in a in a longer period of time, let's say it's three weeks, four weeks, a month, two months, the mind really you you really feel different when you're present in an environment. That's the thing, and and when it's unknown, it's like you you have that opportunity to always be learning new things you know mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis and you know when you when you live you know if for example i would have stayed in france that would have been different right so it's something that i really wanted to you know be able to change you know and go to different destination every three years um and uh, and yeah to discover the world was something that that's really and still is you know i really i still want to move after montreal so so mm-hmm. so let's see yeah Going from there, uh, you said after after that first job, you yeah. you probably worked at other restaurants and bars too, or was the was the step already going to Georges V or like? Yeah, the step was already at Georges V. I knew, oh, I wow. knew someone. So okay, amazing. So banquets is uh, it's different. It's volume. Um, it's um, it's a lot of things to do at the same time, but it, it's very different from a restaurant where it's more details uh, compared to uh, to to banquets. But I did that, you know, aside from school and, you know, it was a great way to have a first, you know, step in, into four season and into the four season world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted that. So, you know, as I said, the, the, the hotel uh, that was beside my house closed down. So, you know, I wanted to be part of that, uh, of that uh, four season, uh, you know, team. And, uh, and I think it's a, it's a great brand, you know, the way it was built and you, and you learn so much into uh, you know, how you build a hospitality brand that's leading and, you know, you have to focus on people first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different approach. So I think I think they're doing it fantastically yeah. because I feel like every time you go to a, a Four Seasons, it's distinct, distinctively Four Seasons. And, and like, I can't even imagine how hard it, it is to scale that kind of quality yeah. because it's one thing to have a boutique hotel where you're really giving the top service and the top of everything but to do that on a global scale is really yeah. impressive and it's all based on on people you know like having your employees happy make happy guests right so so you know working with all the the advantage that you can have with working at four season you know and and a lot of people are really proud to work for that brand because uh, it does so much for you so you know if you have a brand that does so much you want to help them to grow and and it's a it's a it's a win win situation, right? So, and how did you get to? How was your experience like? Kind of um, was it? Uh, 
how did you call it the term of when you follow a manager around to learn yeah the do you use the specific term yeah manager and training manager and training so i'm yeah. guessing like you're kind of shadowing them like it's, you, so it's it it is it is super it is normally like this so you you basically you have a few shifts for you but you um the good thing is you you changing departments right because normally when you're a manager you know uh, between promotion or you have to do banquets, you have to do room service, you have to do stewarding, you have to do a restaurant. So the, those are different departments within a hotel. Mm -hmm. And that gives you the opportunity to explore them in a year. You know, where if you don't do that, they can take you, they can take you like four years, five years, right? So you learn a lot uh, by being exposed to all those departments and having almost like a global view of, an F&B department in a hotel. And you so, get to choose whichever one. Exactly. And then and where you, it's more where you feel the, the most comfortable. Uh, it's all about, you know, how you, you're really comfortable with your position and where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at each person has different goals. Um, for myself, for example, is to be a, a general manager uh, of a hotel. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I choose F&B because you had that uh, creative side, you know, compared to another department that's for example rooms that's also operation um, where you have a little bit less creativity but it's one of the most important departments in terms of making money right so so basically your your, your base is going to be rooms but you have with fnb more creativity it's the day-to-day -day is a little bit more different right you you meet more people uh, so could you, you could you give me an example of like the creative side yeah it's basically about you know like for example here at montreal we're opening uh, next week the, the pop-up terrace uh, so you know it's basically we're creating an outlet uh, or a restaurant from nothing um, and that's mm -hmm. the creative things right that i'm talking about you have projects that are on a bigger scale um, and you really see you know what project you're involved in and uh, what's the what's the result at the end so so it's something that that's really really nice and you also have that creativity in terms of you know craftsmanship you know a cocktail uh, a dish you know it's it's it change every time you know whether your rooms uh your room product will change let's say like every five years you know every seven years mm -hmm. um but here at the restaurant it change every season so you know yeah. there's more creativity involved in that And do you, um, is it that everybody has a certain role playing, let's say like somebody that's the bar manager mm -hmm. will take care of the cocktail list, for example, and I'm guessing they probably get some of your opinion too, or how does that work? Like, Yeah, that works like this. We do a lot of uh, tasting prior. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically, you know, they started at the, at the bar level, you know, everyone brings their ID. Uh, we brainstorm the ideas and uh, and we work on a new cocktail program with uh, you know a few lines on what we want to achieve and what's the goal for for the restaurant or for for this lounge uh, and that works like this and I get the I get as well the, the 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 tasting the general manager of the hotel does that as well and you know all feedback is taken in account and then and then we launch um, so it the pop-up is it the Mistral right yeah Mistral okay. that opens uh, this week yeah and, amazing uh, and it's on the fifth floor of the Four Seasons uh, Hotel it's uh, it's inspired by the the landscape of the south of France you know in the in the um, in the countryside I would say 
Um, did you have anything to do with that? I feel yeah. like you were biased with the. I did. <laughs> I did. I'm, I'm completely biased. I have to say, you're like, a, you're like, such let's, a great. Let's uh, do something about the south of France. Like. I, I know. I know. It's such a great uh, topic. I mean, you know, like when you open some things, the south of France. You know, I'm lucky to. You know, it's such a great part of the world, and a lot of people travel there, so mm -hmm. they will experience some part of it. And you know, it's such a great part as well in terms of restaurant. You know, yeah. when you when you talk food. You know, south of France, uh, it comes. There's a lot of restaurants that that do that, mm -hmm. so people will have an experience or another uh, regarding the south of France, and it's such a beautiful. You know, the the food is amazing. The people are are, are just I so agree. lovely. So it's the only place I would come back if I had to come back in France. You know, south of France. Well, I think the weather also plays a huge role. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Always it's like beautiful. The minus twenty in Montreal. It's a little bit different, but uh, you know, it's uh, so it's quite nice. Going kind of like going back 360 yeah. and coming back to where we are now in Montreal. So right now you're the restaurant manager at Marcus. Yeah. Um, you would, you've been there since the opening. Mm -hmm. What have been some, I would say, like in the life of man of a manager yeah. of a restaurant manager? What are some of the things that people don't necessarily see in the day to day? Like, let's say I go to Marcus and I see you. Yeah. I don't see all of what's happening in the background, but yeah. you have to take care of that. What are some of the challenging things like that that you you take care of that nobody really sees? Well, there's a lot of uh, administration, right? So every every step when you arrive is organized. You know, every person is here uh, for a reason. So there's a lot of uh, um, back of uh, back of office, you know, organization um, to be able to 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 set up this, right? So you all have about you know scheduling, and you know you're scheduling for a team of uh, 60 to 80 uh, employees. That takes a lot of time. Uh, you have the menu engineering. You have you have so many things on the on the back of uh, the house, and you know what you see is really the sparkle. Mm -hmm. um, but you have a lot of work put uh, behind, a lot of sweat and tears, as you as you as you as you said. But a lot of really good moments, and, and that's the you know when you open a hotel, you never think about all the little details, you know, that might have been set up, and and you think that uh, opening hotel will take you like a year or so. But before it's really a functioning hotel and it's and it's uh, and it's everything is working well as it should be. There's a lot of I think there will be at least like three years or something. So it takes yeah. a lot of time, especially opening a hotel right before a pandemic. Yeah. Um, so that also doesn't help. Um, but you know we've been lucky enough to have a four season as a brand you know behind us and that helps. You know, um, it's one of the only restaurants in town where all the staff is back. You know, we yep. didn't even lose any uh, any of our employees because they know that they will have the the full season experience and, and and they know why they're here. You know, and to make people happy and to and to really go like you know create a mem you know memories and and that's the most important thing. You know, if you're a server, you want to be uh, you know you want to be able to do oh you know like you want to recognize a guest. You know, and we 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 give um, everyone and all the, all our staff. Um, this experience you know so and it must be quite quite a kind of like a camaraderie that you build yeah. with the people you work with you know mm -hmm. because it's I think like you know coming from the restaurant industry myself uh, it's it's easy for a place where at a bigger scale to just have a lot of rotation right yeah. of staff because 
you know, I, I think the bigger you become, just as a as a, um, uh, a brand per se, it's easy to become uh, kind of lazy with the day-to-day person-to-person things. Mm-hmm. You kind of want to simplify everything. But by doing that, I think you lose that human touch, which is yeah. the most important. Yeah, you have to go. I think, um, you know, you have to go in details every day and, you know, um, helping your, your employees for what for whatever reason and and really be human, you know, be, you know, at some points, you know, we, you know, I went, I know a few people that work in other restaurants and, you know, sometimes the way you treat it is it's a little bit different and, you know, because we're here to listen as well because, you know, an employee is a human person so they also have issues that they have, you know, they can have, um, you know, that they share with you and, and if you, if they are successful, you will be successful. So, mm-hmm. it's quite, I think it's, it's, it's exactly the case, yeah. In a service where, mm-hmm. let's say a, a night, regular Friday night, Thursday night or Saturday, I, I mean, you guys are pretty much like fully booked yeah. a lot of the times, but probably Friday, Saturday is like the busiest of, of your nights. How do you keep level-headed? Because I feel like, you know, in this kind of an environment, it's like the, the constant is the chaos, right? There's, yeah. there's always things happening. It's, it's a very stressful uh, um, environment. I'm not going to lie. But the good thing is like, you know, what they usually do is every situation, you know, when it's done, you can only think about the future, right? So you can only try to improve a, a certain situation and then move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you only stay, you know, during your your shift about, you know, the first table is not going well and, and you have an issue. Um, yeah, let's let's try to move on and move to the rest of the of the reservation. And, you know, if people are, have also tendency to focus on the negative. Right. So. So, you know, at first, for example, when we have bad experience or something, it happens. We, we can have, you know, once a night, you know, twice a night. But at the end. It's only two person out of the four hundred covers that will do right, and the four hundred other covers they left really happy. So we have to focus on that, you know, positivity and you know, and and guest experience that is uh, successful, right? So, so I'm trying to to keep you know my my calm by doing that, you know, and and it's really focusing on on the bigger picture and uh, and the guests that are happy, and you know, try to. And if someone is not happy, we'll reinvite them and we'll try to make their next experience the best that they have. And I guess and like when when you're the, the employees, the waiters, the waitresses, <coughs> the bartenders, when they see that you're yeah. you keep your calm, it also makes them f- kind of follow in the same direction, because if they see you and you're freaking out, yeah, they, they will they will kind of go in the, the in the same vein yeah. and they'll start being mad at guests, you know, like. Because at the end, we're all kind of, we're still human. So exactly. we, we do have emotions in the moment. Like, let's say as a waiter, I've had ex- instances where, you know, you serve a table, but they're just really rude for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And, you know, and that's fine because and we, you never, it's not your fault. And that's you never thing. know what's happening yeah. with them too. So how do you, because um, I know that you can keep your calm, but does it happen that like, let's say a waiter or a waitress kind of, you know, gets into a down, downward spiral of negativity. Yeah. How do you pull them out of that? And well, I'm, you know, I, I talk to them. I mean, they move forward all the time. You know, think about the good thing that they're doing. 
and you know a table a table that that is missed as i say you know you you're gonna serve like what 20 tables a night if you miss one it's all right i'm good with that you know mm-hmm. um you know it's uh, and if the table sometimes you have tables that don't want to connect and 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 that happens yeah but you can't do anything about it and and a good server is also a server that will realize it and you know and and take a step back and you know think about you know you're here to 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 help people and to make their experience amazing and sometimes if you're not successful that has to be okay you know it's not uh, we're not going to do a, a discipline about it we're not going to do you know if if you make a mistake and that's you know your let's say a tread that falls down on a on a on a guest for example that will involve coaching right but we we're not like here to um, to punish people, right? We're here. We we're here for to help them and 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 move forward and learn about an experience so it doesn't happen again the next time and they know how to handle it better. So yeah. that's a little bit the role that we have. Um, yeah, when we do when we do so much volume, you know, we have like what ten servers on the floor and and two other in the lounge. It's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of uh, variables of people so lots of variables that enter you know someone that that meet the you know the, you you can have so many things that impact your experience you know it can be that you are all experience with the security it can be uh, at the you know the menu you're not happy with the menu because you you know you you were expecting something different you know, the food doesn't go on time because we have a group of uh, of 30 at the same time you know it can be anything but i at, think yeah. At the end, the communication is the key. Communication is always key in a restaurant. Uh, it's the most important part. It's also the most difficult part to to have to have a line because you know the, the the difficult thing is we're like four manager, and we always have to have a communication aligned together. If not, that doesn't work, right? If someone is going to tell another employee something, um, and then you in say a something different, different way, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's the issue. So we're trying to to be aligned all the time. It doesn't. It's not necessary all the time, and we correct it when we when we're wrong. You know, a manager can make mistake the same way a server does. It's not because uh, they they management that they you know they have that really uh, powerful things that they never make mistake. Now you have to recognize your your mistake, and you know that helps that helps a lot. You know, when you when you come forward and say, okay, that's my mistake. I apologize and let's move forward and do something else. Yeah. And because of that, like, let's say we, we're talking from a client perspective. Yeah. You come in, let's say you come in on a Friday mm-hmm. and then you, you come to the door and the doorman says, no, we're a full capacity, right? You inst- instinctively as the client, sometimes it can be kind of taken as like oh well what you're you're really full or you're just telling me that you know that you're n- not good enough to enter this place or and, and or yeah. like you know they, they, they can take it different ways but what we have to understand too is that if they make an exception for you they have to make an exception for everyone right that's the thing and you know sometimes i try to explain a, a client you know when we when we fully booked and you know i try to tell them you know um I don't have any more tables, you know, so I really want you to have the best experience possible. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, most of the time we, we find a situation because we're lucky enough to have a restaurant that's uh, quite large and we can, you know, move a little things, little things around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we try, we try not to say no, but maybe no, but, you know, or let me see what I can do. Of let course. me, let me try to, 
to do a little something and if it's not tonight then maybe i can make a reservation for tomorrow or another day so at least you should that we have uh, that we have space for you and we can host you in, a, in the best way the i i've went to the marcus uh, f recently to try the new menu yeah it's very very good and apparently your marcus is gonna like he's working on a new on another like addition to the menu that is that yeah. something i heard or so we um we have a new chef uh, okay. jason morris uh, who's uh who's doing really well at the moment uh this is coming from the phantom and uh, other other place in montreal is local Uh, and then Marcus Samuelson is our chef uh, for the for the restaurant, the face of the restaurant, I would say. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, with the pandemic, uh, he wasn't able to come, but he will be back very soon uh, with us to uh, to do a few nights here and there, and you know, and and do a little uh, you know special menus and and things like this. We we always you know when he's in town, we always want to make it special to the mm -hmm. guests that we have because it's a. Uh, such a great chef and uh, and such a great personality and 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 story you know it's uh, uh, i used to live in sweden and i know that there is a lot of uh, uh, a large ethiopian community in sweden because uh, they were the first uh, to open uh, their their door when there was a, a civil war there mm -hmm. you know and and uh, such a great story that he has and and that's why so we we're so happy when it comes to montreal Uh, I've I've had the pleasure to meet him actually. You at did. The, um, well, at the opening. Yeah. Now was there with the with well because he invited one of my clients that mm -hmm. was the chef from Tiradito, okay. uh, Marcel Larea. Yeah. And because you know we're we're doing the media and the marketing for them, so I came to take some pictures too, on that night and was uh, I mean seeing what it was at that time to what Marcus became now, yeah. it's. it's been very exciting it's such a such a fun guy you know is uh, always about the experience and and the atmosphere of the restaurant which mm -hmm. is as important as the food you know we're trying to to have uh, uh, different djs you know we we're gonna go back to uh, to live music on wednesdays we have gospel brunch uh, okay so all those activities is not about only the food and 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 the design, it's all about the music, the atmosphere, everything. That everything is, uh, plays an important role. Exactly. It's, and and we look crazy. Like, yeah. I, I go I go to these to, to these other places in Montreal where there's a nice setting, food is good, but then like the musical side is kind of omitted. So you feel like yeah. like it could have been so much more. But then sometimes you eat and you're like, Oh, it's good, but I feel like I'm gonna fall asleep now. Mm -hmm. Or like You know, there's not a nice groove going. All of that is super important, and it it makes you want to stay more too. Yeah, it's a, it's the thing. So you know, at Marcus, we're so lucky to have different as well uh, setup. You know, you arrive, you have the lounge. You know, that's a different vibe. Then you go to the restaurant at 5:30. It's a different vibe than at 9:30 when it's the music is booming and and it's very different. And then you go to the terrace, also different. And then you come back, you have that night bar. You know, mm -hmm. you have like in the same social square, like five or six environments that are different, but that you will like, you know, and you're able to change environment at the same time during the same nights. And to be able to offer that, I think it's the success of Marcus because it's doing very, it's doing very well based on that. You know, the food is amazing and, and the atmosphere is amazing. And, and yeah, I think it's a, it's just a great place. And I wouldn't walk there. I would still say the same because you know it's a it's a rest. It's the kind of restaurant where you like to go 
because other important people in Montreal will go or your friends will go and, yeah. and you want to be seen there and you want to take a picture and you know you want to post it on your social media everything is about social media right now yeah and you know and and we always uh, laugh because uh, the number one place where everyone takes pictures is a lady bathroom right so so at oh Marcus, yes yeah ladies bathroom they spend so much time over there <laughs> And, and you know it's, it's like, yeah it's like 70 percent of our of our uh, of our pictures on instagram but yeah. it's it's working you know people are, are coming for that and that's helping you know you last have. last time i was at the, the marcus my girlfriend goes into the bathroom and she's like my god like i went in there and there was literally like tens of of girls just there yeah and like all the bathrooms were empty but oh, a, <laughs> everyone's it's there it's a photo shoot in there it's like <laughs> it's insane it's a, and then meanwhile you go into the guy's bathroom it's so quiet so yeah. so peaceful you, you can just like oh this door i i take this bathroom no problem there's you, no traffic it shows that you know the power of instagram you want to be like you know take you want to have a picture of you in that really like you know super trendy environment and if it's a bathroom it's a bathroom you know it's yeah, a, yeah. but it's just the the, de the decor is amazing so and there's but also the restaurant you know I you think, have all those plants and i think you you touched upon a really good point which is that there's so many different um different ambiance mm -hmm. and setups yeah so regardless of where you are in the restaurant you will have a different experience Exactly. Like even let's say in in the Marcus restaurant itself, if you're seated on the terrace side, yeah. you know, looking over the Leonard Cohen exactly. mural, it's a different experience than if you're sitting at the booth, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a different experience than if you're sitting at a table in the middle yeah. in front of the DJ. Like it's everything is different, especially in terms of timing. You know, if you come at five thirty, if you come at seven, if you come at nine thirty, if you come just for drinks at eleven, the lights will be different. The The music will be different. The, your menu might be different as well. So there's a lot of things that plays a part. And you know, when you come to a restaurant often, that plays a role as well. Because you don't want to, you don't want to leave the same thing, right? If you, if you already came last week at 5:30, you know, switch it to 7:30, and that's a different ambience. Yeah, and that's I love the flexibility about that. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I love co coming there. Like yeah. because I can come there as at the lounge at four. Exactly. Have a coffee, have a little cocktail, and then I could come the next week at seven or eight. It's going to be completely different. I'm not there to work anymore. Let's say it's a Friday. Uh, and every time it's, it's good memories because mm -hmm. you don't feel like it's a routine. Like you don't feel yeah. like you're because there's so many restaurants that because it's always the same setup and it's, it's almost like after you go in a, in a year, yeah. you feel like I don't want to go there anymore, you know? And it's the same, we're going to open breakfast again and, and brunch and, you know, we, that we opened already and, and lunch. Everything is different and it's, it's almost open like 24 hours. Mm -hmm. only we, we close the night bar at 3 a.m. and we open at 6, uh, 6 a.m. for breakfast. Okay. So, you know, it's almost that, you know, you, you can always be there. You know, there's always things to do and, and different place in the restaurant to explore. 6, so. 6 a.m.? Yeah, restaurant was like 6.30 or 7, uh, something like this. Okay. But it, it only leaves you like, what, four hours, five hours? Okay. Different, so yeah. But like, would it, it would be open to the public at 6, 8, 6.30 yeah, or 7? 7, yeah. 7 okay. for the breakfast. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could almost finish at the night bar and then 
you know, go for a stroll in the city and exactly, come back. <laughs> and then come back. If you, you know, you you go to Mont Royal uh, for for a little walk, you come back, and then uh, and then you can have breakfast <laughs> at Marcus. You know, so it's great. So, but with the regulations right now, is it? Are you able to open until three now, or uh, when yet. when not would yet. it be? Um, We'll see. We'll see when the government gives you uh, gives us some uh, some rules about that. But but so far we decided that uh, twelve is our last call, and uh, and then we and then all guests uh, have to be out of the restaurant by uh, by one. And uh, and I think it's working well. Um, but I think with the night bar, it had that you know that little touch of uh, of craziness, you know. And uh, I mean, of course, and, <laughs> yeah. And and you know, you want to party, you want to have a good time, you want to be with your friend and you know with a dj and you can be you know that vip booth at the end is just uh, just amazing you're right beside the dj and you're having your bottle of uh, of, uh, of vodka right beside it's amazing so yeah and and that's the thing when when people start drinking it's always like oh the last one you know mm -hmm. and the last one and the last one yeah and then that's also your job to reinforce certain rules yeah because i'm sure there's been clients that like at 12.01, they want another drink. Oh, and there is. We, we, <laughs> we do last call, you know, at, uh, you know, 11.45 to prevent that. So that helps. Um, but, you know, we explain the clients that, that, that those are the rules, uh, you know, being in place by the, by the full season. And, uh, and they mostly understand. So, yeah. I also wanted to um, cover a bit about work-life balance. Yeah. You ha you're someone that, as a manager, you probably work more than the days that you're actually mm -hmm. at the restaurant. It's probably always running in your head what you need to do or who you need to talk to in the team. So how do you find some time off or like how do you find some balance with all that kind of pressure and yeah, responsibilities? Uh, honestly, it's uh, I'm working a lot. I'm a workaholic, so, but I'm also um, starting from the fact that I really do like what, uh, what I do. And my work is uh, taking a lot of part of my time, but it's it's something that I really enjoy. So sometimes it's not even working, you know. It's for me, it's not. Uh, I'm just having a good time and you know being with guests and and then you know when I'm off, most of the time I try to uh, you know take a few hours for myself, you know, watching some Netflix or or going on Instagram or you know so you do have your restaurant your escapism kind yeah, of yeah a little bit but you know um, because it's a restaurant it's it's taking a big part of you um, but I still uh, it's not that I need to to cut with the restaurant I just knew I just need to take a step back and you know do other things recharge a bit yeah. recharge a little bit you know um, a little bit mentally and, and you know watching a good movie or uh, a good show will help you with that and and that's the only thing I need and and you know just spending time with my girlfriend and 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 basically is the the only thing I need and then I take holidays or vacation you know once a year mm -hmm. and I'm good you know it's um I don't I don't really need to cut with anything I just need to you know I still think about it but in a different way I'm less involved interesting yeah. I mean I feel I feel like when you find that perfect um, perfect craft that you should be spending time mm -hmm. on. I think when, when you're in the restaurant, you're doing your thing, it just comes up naturally mm -hmm. and you just in the moment, you're in the flow so you don't feel it. But then when you disconnect and you come home, you might your body physically might be exhausted. Even though mentally, I think you're still like very 
you know, yeah. sharp and attuned. Is that a bit like a feeling? It's it's exactly that. I think the the, the last few hours, uh, you know, of uh, of a shift of, of the week, maybe uh, where you really feel it, and and then you know the the first week, uh, you know, when I start again on a on a on a Wednesday after after my weekend, you know, it takes me like at least a few hours to reconnect. So so yeah, I think I think it's. Uh, You know, if I if it was me, I would work most of the time and you know take a few hours during uh, during the day to relax. Um, but you know, I'm trying to to you know. I think when you when you work in some for something that you you really like, uh, like you said, um, to me it's more like it's as I said, it's nothing. It's not a job. It's more like you know I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna. There's a things that are. Um, painful or you know difficult to do or, or you don't want to do or those yeah, are the like, hard things but like every the, like every job you exactly know. so but the rest you know for me it's they, they there's not a lot of those and and out of the 100% of my job I have I like 98% um, so that's pretty good so that's that's <laughs> pretty good you know it's uh, just a few things uh, you know sometimes they can Uh, you know, if if you're having a bad day, you know, you, you have to think that it's always a way to make it positive. You know, it's always about positivity and turning your day, uh, you know, something you it will not start the right way. Um, but as long as it hands the right way, it's the most important. And as long as you think that, you know, you might have done something today that impacted someone else. And, yeah. and I'm happy with that. That's I think I think like your kind of environment is perfect for that because... Yeah you're really orchestrating a good experience for all mm -hmm. the guests that are there. So what they say sometimes in, in, uh, you know, in self-help or success or whatever is that they talk a lot about feeling of the, the feeling contri contribution. Yeah. Right. And if you're, if you feel like you're contributing towards your work, you're helping other people feel good, have a good, good experience. It almost fuels you, even though you're tired, like you're like, but all these people are here. So yeah. I might as well like, Put my game on and, and that's the thing so it's how you make an impact of, uh, on other people it can be guests it can also be a co-worker it can be can be so many things that uh, that you want to uh, touch and impact so as long as you do uh, this once a day and uh, and i think it's working well so and i think um, that's your that's your output yeah like that's your that's almost like you're you were talking about like the creative that you get to bring into yeah. the four seasons like mm -hmm. Every interaction is different. Every scenario, every night is going to be different, and that's kind of how you you deal with the dance, right? Yeah. Like it's it's not it's not robotic because you're always depending on the night, depending on who's working with you, depending on the guests that are there, going to be a completely different, oh, different experience. There's always going to be something that that's different from the night before, mm -hmm. and that's what I like about this job as well. And I couldn't do a. a a nine to five, you know, behind a office job. I need, I need that. Uh, you need, my... you need a three to six, right? Uh, yeah. No, I, was I, it was a, like, a six to three. <laughs> a six to three. I need to, <laughs> I need to really like, you know, have fun and, 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 you know, I think, I think a manager is almost like a, a, a maestro, you know, like you, yeah. like playing a mu some sort of music with the help of the orchestra and, uh, and as long as the, the show goes well, everything goes well. And, you know, someone might miss a note or, or something that's all right you know it's, uh, it's looking at the bigger picture and the service and uh, and as long as the restaurant doesn't burn everything is all right right that's what we say so. uh, yeah it's true 
And it's, it, it is a good analogy because it's, on, it's a chef d'orchestre. Yeah. Like you're orchestrating the, yeah. the music. Because you don't have to be with uh, every guest. You just have to be with the guest at the key moments of the service, you know, like the entrance welcoming them and when they leave and if you do that and you, you use the name for example and they haven't seen you for the world service and they say wow how does you remember my name oh you've been i know what you order because you observe right it's a lot of observation and, and do you have tips here. on that well on, on remembering people's names and everything because I, I, I do i'm really good with names honestly but it's okay. mostly the I'm trying to check, you know, we have a, a POS system that, mm -hmm. that gives you the name. So, um, and, you know, I'm, I have, I try to focus as well on, the, you know, like 10 to 15 guests per night uh, that I'm really gonna, going to connect for, for real discussion because we do so many. We do like almost 400 covers. So I can't connect with everyone, but if I select a few here and there, mm -hmm. um, that I'm really going going to speak for, you know, like for a few five minutes or, or 10 minutes and make a difference in the experience. Uh, that's how I do it. And, you know, there's all the manager as well helping me and we try not to choose the same guest. And uh, and at the end, they, all the tables are, are, are touched, as you say, you know, in, uh, in the business. So you, you will speak to every table. So Yeah, in, in the same way that maybe you don't talk to every guest, but you talk to your... <coughs> waiters or waitresses or, or exactly. bartenders yeah. and they will give a good experience to your guests so yeah you know everything kind of trickles down in exactly. a sense and there's a lot of uh, you know guests often don't realize that there's a lot of preparation uh, you know prior to the shift you know in terms of you know knowing your guest and you know you might have come uh, uh, two months ago and you mentioned to your server you had an allergy we'll remember that you know because okay. we take notes in our in our reservation system and it's a uh, and it's taken from there and then we'll remember. So, you know, we have, when you're regular and you come often, we have this kind of information that helps us, you know, tailoring your, your experience to, to what you expect. So, yeah. So. And you have a fantastic team, honestly, like oh, the, yeah. the, I can't say enough good things about whether it's Marie, whether it's uh, Anissa, yeah. I mean, uh, and, and even behind the bar, Arnaud is yeah. it's the, amazing. It's the best in town. Uh, they all here because they have something. I, I like to say that, you know, I have a really different team. Uh, every personality is different because every person that joins us at the restaurant is also different. So you might have someone, you know, that is more international, someone that that is used to luxury service, someone that is not used to luxury service, right? Sure. So all of this, we have a server for you and we can tell her your experience, right? And that's the, that's the important uh, about that, you know, some, some server will be amazing with kids because they have kids themselves and some don't, you know, it's, it's all this that, that runs into, uh, that, that enters and, and help us uh, with, with the show that, we, that we're putting on uh, every night. So, And I think also you, because of that, you can't take anything personally because yeah. there's, there's certain people, let's say they just won't connect with you because you're not the type of vibe that they're looking exactly. for. Right? And, and sometimes it's a, it's a shame, but you have to accept that, right? And some people, when I go to the restaurant, um, I'm like, I like to have a, a good conversation with my girlfriend and, you know, I don't like if the server connect too much with us and, and I'm this kind of person. So I also understand, you know, all this. So yeah, 
and some people will connect with the server you know almost the server is part of the table so you know it's it's really different and it's based on on the personality of uh, of everyone mm-hmm. one of the things that like if we don't see you outside the four seasons we would never ha- know you have a lot of tattoos yeah. on your arm <laughs> yeah. you're like what can you tell us a bit more about that like how is it part of you and how do you express yourself through that yeah i think it's uh you know like um i think tattoos are a great way to express your views but also the moments that you live in your life and and remember those and and you know i was lucky i was lucky enough to travel and i i had tattoos in different countries and and when i would look at them i would remember a special moment or or something special that at the time i was like oh that was the the right thing to do so yeah i do have a few um as as i you know some of them are are, are really bad now in bad shape and you know when i was in <laughs> sydney my first one i remember i went surfing two days after because it was my first tattoo i had no idea what the tattoo was and i had no idea you had to to keep the strap on for uh, for oh yeah because you have to let it dry and yeah exactly so i went on the sun and now it looks really bad but still it's part of how i was at the time and you know the the learning process so i don't want to have it redone or covered right so i love that um you know with tattoos you can express yourself i think it's a great thing Mm -hmm. um and and yeah i think it's it's really now it's going very well with you know the world that we live in you know people like to be different from uh from one another and and tattoo help you with that the same the same is for clothing you know sneakers that i always love you know as well mm-hmm. so so yeah and and i la- think we all we all have a certain thing that i call it i call it the money dial yeah in in, in the sense that like I don't ever want to cut on very small insignificant things because I was raised like that from like immigrant parents that they were always saying, oh, you know, don't get the $3 coffee, you know, get the $1.75 or a dollar coffee. But as I as I progress through my career and everything, I just realized that I actually don't like that. Like I if I want to buy a $3 coffee, I'll buy it. Mm -hmm. But I'm really just ruthlessly selective about what i spend on so if i want to spend on cameras for example which is what we do at the agency we do do a lot of production for video and photo i don't i'm not afraid to spend on that but on the same token i'll probably not spend like you know uh two thousand dollars or or four thousand dollars on a pair of balenciagas or like a balenciaga bag or something like for me that's not my money dial yeah but then when you choose if you want to spend something on, I think it's healthy because you feel like you've worked for it and then you buy it. Yeah. It, it becomes part of you too. No, I agree. I think, uh, you know, I'm not um, like you, you know, I don't buy coffee. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink so much alcohol at all. Almost none now. Um, so, you know, I have those, you know, I like tattoos because I think, I think it's fun and, you know, it, it, it helps, you know, I think people questioning about, you know, as we mentioned before, you know, when, when I'm at the restaurant, I'm wearing a suit, so no one knows that I have tattoos. And I think when you see me outside and that, you know, you judge me at the restaurant and then you see me outside and the, the difference that there is, you know, and, and yeah. people can see my, my real personality because I'm putting a face on, you know, for the, for the restaurant, that's all a show. And, and I think that's, that's uh, it's just like starting a questionment within, you know, a person, you know, why, 
okay, you have so many tattoos, so why? What happened? You know, and and starting conversation like this, I think it's I think it's great, you know. And but what's funny is that you're not even putting on a show in the sense that yeah. like like it's it's who you are. It's just that you covered some some part of your tattoo. I you guess I have like, different personalities then. <laughs> yeah, I know, but but that's true. I mean, like it's not like you're outside and like yeah. Joanne is just like crazy rude oh, to no, someone you know like no, you're, you're yeah. always you're, you're someone that has a, a warmth and yeah. like you're good with hospitality and that transfers on to wherever you go it's just sometimes you wear something more formal so yeah. maybe people might be like oh he's he's the manager of the resto and then you go outside and you have some shorts on and a t-shirt yeah. and some tattoos and people are like no this is not but it's still you at the end and i think it's i think it's funny just to start that you know questioning and surprising people you know like and and usually when you know when i have conversation with some employees that i see for the first time outside you know and they don't know that i think it's funny it's you know it (laughs) makes them feel comfortable so they also like you know oh yeah my manager is actually the same as i am right so um, you know, he's very close to, you know, he can have the same experience, so I can relate to him. So, yeah, I think the, the most important part is having that human mm-hmm. imperfection that yeah. somebody can relate to. Because I think a lot of times when people think manager or something, it's almost like that title has such a connotation with it yeah. that you're like, you're the manager. So like, you yeah. probably know anything about everything and you That's don't make mistakes. And people think we don't make mistakes. We... <laughs> You know, people think we were not young before and we just arrived at uh, the management level like this, you know. Yeah. And no, we made mistakes like any any other person before. We uh, we, we might have addiction, we might have things, you know. It's, but we're not perfect, but we're on the way to, to, to be all the best person that we can be. And, and that's, uh, that's how I think a manager is, you know. And, and sometimes you have to, to realize that as well. What are some of your future why well, i'm guessing right now the mistral is yeah. going to be opening you're going to are you going to be spending a lot of time there or maybe someone else or um, someone else we're going to have a manager there and okay. um and i think i'm going to be uh, here and there just to to ensure that everything is working perfectly uh, at the beginning but uh but that's some of the goals that are coming um you know i lived in so many cities i love montreal but also uh want to continue exploring the world so uh, I have a personal goal to uh, to move somewhere else and uh, and uh, and learn a new culture right so a new city and uh, or maybe a resort you know it's also a possibility but uh, but I also need that change you know I've been now for two two and a half years in Montreal it's mm-hmm. been one pandemic so one year when I, I didn't sell yeah. anything that the four walls uh, I live in so but I really want to continue exploring for the rest uh, of my life. And uh, I think there's an opportunity, I hope, uh, by the end of the year or, or mm. you know, early 2022. So, And would there be any consideration for Asia? Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh. my girlfriend is of uh, Asian origin. So, yeah, it's a, a great. Uh, I would love if it could be like a great city like Tokyo or, or Seoul or, yeah. or Singapore or Bangkok, you know. There's, there's two choices, you know, I can go to a, a, a resort and, and discover something else or I can go out of the comfort zone. I always wanted to, to live in a country that English is not their, their, their main, the main language. language. And, uh, and I think it's great because you, you really go out of your comfort zone, right? You have to learn and, and, uh, and I really want to do that. And uh, that's one of the next goals as well. Have you worked in 
resorts and like what what's the difference between like a four seasons resort yeah. versus the hotel i'm, I'm um, sure you have a good usually a resort will have different restaurant different selection it's more like it's almost like an all-inclusive where right? you go there you stay within the hotel you have everything that's uh that's ready for you you you, you want to go there for uh, you know you want to go play tennis you can play tennis you want to go to the pool okay. you can go to the pool um and it's uh, it's uh, in the location also either in the mountains or you know outside of the city centers basically and, uh, and it's gonna it's really gonna be like a retreat almost yeah you, almost you would so. be there to yeah to really ex- stay and disconnect yourself from that's the thing so and uh, you know in in resorts you you also learn different operations so you know when you're on a remote island uh, uh, you know the supply chain might be different you know it's a uh, you have to question everything in a different way so that's also what i want to learn so yeah and Let's then see. we we hope that you don't uh, you don't leave us too soon though like no it's, <laughs> it's all right I'm, I'm still gonna be there but uh whenever you know if you want to if you want to visit or you know you're, you're always welcome mm-hmm. uh, you know four season is a family so uh it's a small family so we see uh you know i remember when i started as a as an mit um and one of the managers I work with um, is now working at the Four Seasons in Montreal as well with me, you know, and we did different cities between. Oh, that's so crazy, yeah. I think it's, you know, life is, uh, I think it's funny, you know, the world, the Four Seasons world is very, uh, it's very small. So, you know, you start to, to know everyone and, you know, after, after five years now, I'm starting to know uh, a lot of people within the brand. So that's also an advantage for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't plan on going with any other brand. So, you know, I'm a, I like to stay with Four Seasons and really see uh, see what the, what I can bring to to them, and uh, and they bring a lot of to, a lot of things to me, so that works perfectly. It's a good relationship. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. And like, if you could describe the Four Seasons brand yeah. in a couple of sentences or maybe a couple of keywords, what would be your your um, first choice? I would say people exper- unique experience. That's the two thing. Uh, you will meet people there. Um, that I don't think any other brand has. Oh, we're lucky to have uh, some employees that have some craftsmanship that is amazing, you know, and so unique in the world. And then experience, you know, you talk about the four season, we talked about the four season jets, you know. We have that experience that you can travel within a jet, you know, across the world. Um, we, have a, we have a boat as well, you know, in the Maldives. And you have just so many experience with the brand um, that are so unique and, and so many good uh, craftsmen, you know, a chef, a, a bartender, you know, it's, mm. and it's so uh, it's so unique and, and we're really working on that on that craftsmanship because you know now it's so important. How do you how do you differentiate yourself from from some from another brand, for example? Um, everything's based on craftsmanship, you know, and how how you do things better, you know. I think the type of collaborations you've been able to do at uh, in Montreal, you know, with Marcus, mm-hmm. an amazing chef in his own respect, beautiful food, beautiful service there. And I think what we're before the podcast, we we're actually talking about the Nike brand and yeah. how like, you know, sometimes you associate yourself yeah. with certain people that have a certain image. And I think that for the four seasons too to grow Mm-hmm. the reach the brand but also the quality might be a good um uh, i think i think you you guys are already doing that and it's yeah. working very well because everywhere that we go it's a 
it's four seasons, but it's a bit different. Yeah. And, but you feel at home and you know it's the four seasons. Yeah, we always tell our employees that, you know, when I recruit someone, for example, I always tell them, you know, you, I'm, I'm recruiting someone for their personality, for their attitude. Uh, you know, I can teach them the rest, but the attitude and the personality and, and, and the background that you have uh, during the interview is so important. And I don't ask my employees to be robots. I want them to be different and to be handling situation in a different way because that's what makes us a success, right? If we have robot that does the same thing, everyone can do that, can do that, right? So reservation, uh, you know, I used to work for brands where reservation, they give you a, a paper and you have to follow lines, right? Um, yeah. You know, for season it's different. We don't do that. You know, it's more about like, you know, be yourself and, and there's a goal and you will get to the goal the same way as, you know, but, uh, but in a better mind, you know, with a better mind. And that, that's, the, that's the important thing. And I guess like for you, the challenge also to find the right balance mm -hmm. of how much is one's mindset uh, very valuable in its own sense, but how much do they have to change too? Because yeah. sometimes I think, you know, obviously we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. But there's some some point too we can use excuses for our weaknesses, yeah. right? But then there's there's a right balance to say, hey, maybe you're not right for this, but you might be right for that. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? Like when someone feels like they they might be sh on shortcoming about something, but yeah. then you say, hey, don't worry about it. Like you can focus on something else. Yeah. How do you do that? There's always, um, I think, um, people can uh, you know you can train people. Um, I'm really a believer into coaching, you know, and 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 uh, and working with people. And you know, there's no, there's not often a timeline into into place. You know, when you when we have a server that that wants a promotion and that wants to be a, an assistant manager, for example, uh, there's a lot of things that that uh, that comes together. But we want to make sure that they know what they have to learn in order to do that and how we can uh, teach them, teach those things, you know, mm -hmm. and in order to, to make them a better person. Will I be successful? Sometimes it's not the case, and sometimes we have to find uh, other, other solution, and it's the same for, you know, people that, that apply to, to the Marcus restaurant, you know. Will you fit with the team that, uh, that, uh, that's already in place? You know, you have, will your personality bring something to the team as well? And that's what I'm looking. I'm also always asking, you know, what's your biggest strength, but what's also something that you have to work on. And and this is the hardest question that everyone, you know, block because, you know, realizing what you have to work on is difficult. It doesn't come naturally. Yeah, it doesn't come naturally. So it's very difficult. Um, but being honest about it is what I'm looking for. So, you know, you can say you... you you have to work on something and that's fine because we'll work on this with you. Uh, but, but I think ideally acknowledging this is, is amazing, you know, and, and I find it very, very strong, you know, and powerful to be able to say, okay, I need to improve that thing, for example. Yeah, it's, it shows that, you know, you're honest with yourself, you're exactly. self-aware. And also you ha as the manager and as, you know, anyone that has a company that's doing any kind of, entrepreneurial venture like managing people you have to create the environment where the person actually feels safe mm -hmm. to talk about it you know because there's a lot of times when let's say the person doesn't feel safe and then you ask well 
what is like what's your biggest weakness or what's something you have to work on maybe yeah. sometimes they kind of want to put on the front just because they don't know exactly how you're going to take it but yeah. if you make them feel like hey it's fine i have my shortcomings too that's the thing you know no, nobody's perfect i believe in that you know and uh, and uh, and when we talked about even you know icons in the sports world and you know they all make mistakes everyone does and uh, and and it's just how we are you know as humans and and that's all right you know it's just to acknowledge that you you made a mistake and move forward and learn from the process mm -hmm. uh, is the most important thing right how to 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 try to turn that mistake into you know quality or something so you know i i when i when i was in mit i remember i was you know sometimes to stress and sometimes to direct and you know you work on all those things and 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 trying to be more understand you know towards a person or you know uh, spending more time with them so you know your every i think it's it's more like a, um it's not you know there's there's an end goal and and it's the way you get there that uh, you know that it's the the process is the most important thing right it's not yeah. the uh the the goal at the end it's how what you will learn the, through that it's a journey yeah. right? exactly so so yeah i mean i mean the the journey you know you will go through different things uh you will go through things i will go through things that are different and and you know it's it's important to think well there was a there was a quote that i listened well i listened to a podcast episode not long ago and this guy that said he said something around the sense of like you know winning is great yeah but all the best lessons are learned when you lose that's true right? and and so like I think even during a service, during your career, mm -hmm. every every setback is is an opportunity yeah. to grow from that, and not just spiral down in like a negative yeah. loop, you know. And and you always forget that you know in in the winning or in in a shift or in a success, there's a lot of things that are hidden and you don't see. You know the progress. The uh, it's the same when you open a, a company. You know the, you only see the success and the end product, but you've been through so many things. Uh, during that process and, and that makes you you know a, a, a better person every time so the journey is, uh, is so important and uh, you know for my journey I'm so happy I was uh, I'm so lucky to that to have been able to you know to 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 travel the world and work with the same company and 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 I feel really lucky but you know it would I would have stayed with architecture or urbanism it would have been a different thing so mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh it's uh, they don't prepare you to that when you when you're 18 or, or you know at school and they don't tell you about that but uh yeah i think it's you learned that in, in a nightclub yeah <laughs> but, it's in a nightclub, yeah. <laughs> but moving around is uh, is what you know like yeah i think you you always have to to keep that uh, that mind of exploring and, and well, um, continuously expanding yeah you right and, and meeting new people you know with the covid you everyone was you know very at home and you know you, you you close yourself and you know and it's hard to to reopen but you know every you i realized that you 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 miss so much the human interaction right and it's the the base you know it's like you know having being with other people and then uh, well you know that the the number one uh cause of death yeah of diseases is actually loneliness yeah isn't that crazy i yeah like, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh it's it's so, so crazy because you people are just here you just, sometimes you have to do the first step you know and and um and some people may be you know shy or 
are worried about how they will be judged, you know, and because, you know, people can judge you for sure. But you have to go past that and make that step to go, okay, let's go over this and, and, and be confident in yourself. And it's not easy. It's not easy to... But it's necessary. To, but it's necessary if you want to grow and if you want to, uh, you know, every, you know, you may talk to someone, you know, in the street and they may go through personal things that are so difficult that you have no idea or an employee. But, you know, you have to make the first step and be confident about yourself and, and try to always, you know, move forward is important. And I always tell my staff, you know, when they have a bad, uh, a bad interaction or, you know, something that hit them in their life and, you know, just look at the future and where you are, you know, and, 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 com and if you see yourself compared to other people, you know, in, in other parts of the world, how lucky you are wow, we're to so, be here. So grateful. We're, so we're so privileged. Privileged and, and, and blessed, yeah. And sometimes we forget about that, you know, to have a roof on our head and, and, and to be able to meet different people and, and even to have the vaccine right now, you know, it's yeah. like we talk about COVID and, 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 you know, some people that don't want to take the vaccine and some countries where they fight for to get the vaccine because their yeah. life is based on that and on tourism and, and it has to come back. And yeah. when you all think about that and put it in perspective, you know, it's not about yourself anymore. It's about... Uh, the world and you know and other people and so you mentioned earlier that you wanted to move uh, eventually to, into the position of being general manager yeah. of a Four Seasons hotel yeah. how how does that differ from being the manager of Marcus which you are right now yeah. and how what are the tips you would give to people in whatever area they're at, whether it's, you know, your bartender, you want to become bar manager, or you're starting out as waiter or waitress, and then you want to become a manager. How do you rise up to the occasion? And how do you bring it up to maybe the direction of the, the hotel? Yeah. How, how did that work out for you? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it, there's two things. Uh, the first thing is you have to, to be patient. Uh, you know, general manager of a hotel, there's a there's a lot of step before. The next step for me would be uh, assistant director of a division. A division will be like food and beverage, uh, for example, in the hotel, which takes uh, the kitchen, restaurant, room service, banquets. Um, so that would be the, f the next step. But being patient um, and really trust yourself and the process and your learning process. Uh, you can't go too fast. Uh, because if you go too fast, you know, people will realize that you don't have the skills uh, that are necessary to your position. So you have to really master those skills. And that's what I like with Four Seasons. It's like, you know, your promotion doesn't come in six months or, you know, a year. You have to do at least a, a year and a half or two years in your current position to really master that. And, you know, and then you're ready for the, for the next one. But before that, they give you more project. They give you a, a few a few things, and they really follow up on what you have to do in order to progress and get to the next step. And you know, for me, it's more about you know uh, having that overall view of uh, an FNB and how does that work, and you know the the division. And because uh, because you know, I might go to to a hotel where they have like three or four restaurants. Uh, mm -hmm. first and then you move up the ranks to be a you know a director of food and beverage and then after a hotel manager and then a general manager so there's a lot of steps and it doesn't come like this 
um, but you have to work hard obviously it's uh, it's the first thing you know um, but I, I mean also deliver, and on, deliver. What, exactly. on what your job description is yeah because I feel like not not just talking about hotel but like I think people in general have a we have a bias mm -hmm. of like overestimating how much we do mm -hmm. and maybe underestimating how much we don't do you yeah. know like we're we're, we're kind of biased towards ourselves right because yeah. we we we're rooting for us so we're like hey i deserve this you know or i deserve that yeah but at the end the results don't don't lie you, and you always think you're ready for the next steps uh, sooner than than anyone else yeah um and and this is because you know what what you think, but you know you, the, I think uh, in uh, in the hotel world and in the the uh, company world as well, uh, the perception is really important. So how do they perceive you on on your job? And you know if you uh, what's your what's your behavior, what's your body language when you uh, when you're on the shift? You know are you are you happy to be here? Are you not happy? Do they see success on the long term for you? Do they not? You know, there's all those questions that goes into play, and and it takes time. It, you know, I, I think when I was when I was first going out of school, I was like, okay, I'm ready to take a first role of a manager right away. Uh, you know, at the restaurant, and there's so much that goes into it, and you have to learn. And I'm so glad that I had to go through those steps before, because I think that makes me a a better person and a better manager now and and people would have realized so i'd rather say you know oh you went a little slowly slowly or you went you know it's like you don't have to go f you don't have to compare yourself to any other person right some people will will go out of school at the same time as you and they will have a higher position by now but it really depends on how you feel comfortable in the perception of other you know it's good to be the, you know, I had a few people that I did school with and the general manager of a hotel now, but are the good general manager, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the perception of others, you know? And, and well, it's, the, it's also like you, you should be happy yeah. wherever you are, right? And, and, and I'm really happy with what I have. I work for a great brand. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think it's, uh, it's amazing to, to have uh, the same opportunity as I have and to be able to 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 travel the world and and discover so many places and and i'm thankful for that so and i think like coming back to what you were saying like yeah. when when all these different steps all these different positions that you have to assume at least when you're doing that and you focus on mastering that yeah you can actually have actionable steps to improve because yeah. i feel like sometimes when people you know like especially in the self-help world and and more like a, you know in in this type of era where everything is so up in the clouds mm -hmm. right it's it's always like you know dream big and nothing can stop you but i still think that's a bit delusional because at the end of the day you're only get, gonna get to that point yeah. if you take one step after the other yeah. like you're not gonna make a big jump to that point right yeah. so why why is it that we it's almost like people want to dream so big that they don't even know what to do to get there. That's the thing. I think society shows you, you know, only the successful person and not the one that are, you know, that are doing things differently or that are, you know, going through a different road. You know, they always say, you know, we always say in hotels, you have to go through hospitality school to do to work in hotels. 
I don't think that's the case. You know, you can go through a different school and come back to hotels because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know someone or you've been through, uh, you know, you work in a restaurant or you work in different things that link you to a hotel. But it doesn't have to be a hospitality school. And people will focus on, you know, very successful person, but they will only talk about the success, not what they did before, you know. And, and I always remember, you know, there's, uh, you know, people that are successful now that might have applied to different jobs and didn't get it. They're just the same as, as we are. Yep. And they also have the, the same struggle that we do. And, and at the end, they, they work hard and, and, and it work well for them. But I think it's hard to measure success. It, it depends on every person. Uh, I'm sure we have a different vision of success. Uh, but it's... Um, you know, it can be success in your life, it can be work life, you know, in family, you know, some some people will be happy with family and two, and two kids and that's yeah. amazing for them and they, and they shouldn't be judged for that. But I think so, the important part is not even how we define success, but at least like what are the steps to get there, yeah. right? Because a lot of times like people don't even ask themselves the question of what is a successful life for me right like they're just following what society thinks is the cool thing to follow which is i want i want more money i want more of this exactly but how do you define success do you base it on money do you base it on you know happiness the freedom that you have to to spend some time with your kids you know you know success can be measured you know someone that lives by himself on an island and that's happy with that yeah is successful right because he achieved that happiness and that 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 film but wait does he own the island or it, it depends but you know it's uh, <laughs> it's really based on you know i think it's success can be measured by you know so many different i know things and, i know and we shouldn't you know i think the society now is working with you know a lot of you know judgment and you know and comparison uh instagram is yeah. an example right you always compare yourself to someone else because you're doing a cooler thing um, you know, uh, something that's different, something that's unique. I think it's so crazy the the this whole era of we have access to so much information. Mm-hmm. It's actually made people, myself included, I feel myself uh, sometimes getting into this loop. But I'll see someone at a restaurant. Let's say we're at the Marcus, and we're like, I'm I'm there. I'm at the restaurant, and I I'll sometimes hear or overhear some people thinking about their next night out. And it's like they can't even think about like the moment they're yeah. sharing right now. It's like, okay, when's the next party? I'm like, you're at the party now. Why are you thinking about the next yeah. party? You know, hundred percent. It, it's it's the same thing with like your your job position. Like you might be here now, but I mean that's all that counts. You're yeah. here now, and you're on your way there. And I think we we have this perception that society sometimes our upbringing, our friends, mm-hmm. culture puts onto us and we get so well absorbed by that and we're like we're just looking at the shiny object right like this is where i want to be and if i have that i'd be 100 percent happy yeah but i think you have to to see what it needs to make you happy like you know you talked about that you know talk about the the position that you know you have to be in the moment you definitely have to because you know every single day will make you stronger and prepare you for the next position for example right so so when you when you plan a party and and you know if you if you enjoy the party you're in it will prepare you for the next party so you know it's it's something like this so you have to 
to really live that moment because you will not come back and you know living on 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 things that you miss it's it's difficult you know it's like you you always have to see what's coming and and what's the ne the next step and be prepared for that because if you only live on your regrets or things you miss um yeah it's uh it, it's tough you know to always think about that so yeah and also you because when you're actually taking the time to enjoy where you're at you'll learn you'll learn better yeah and also you'll be you'll be better appreciative of when you actually get the next thing exactly and right because when, when you look back you won't remember that moment and you will you know you will not remember it as a, as a regret or you or you forget something or you didn't do anything you just lived it and now you remember and that's it well i think it's a bit like when you're a kid right like yeah. when, when you're a kid you always want to become like 18 to mm -hmm. go out right like you're like time i feel like yeah. time from like from like zero years old to like 16 or 18, it was like eight lifetimes, Yeah. right? Like you, you always wanted to become this adult. And then when you become the adult, you're like, shit, that was really good times too. You know, mm -hmm. like it, yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Like so the time when you, when you first enter your first job and you want to have it and you say, oh, I was good at school, you know, maybe my teachers were, <laughs> were all over exactly. me and you know, you were, oh, my exam was late and but maybe I should have enjoyed that time, you know, because it doesn't come back. Well, and you always have more responsibilities in the same way, like when you'll, which I know you will become, like you'll, you'll get to the point where you will move up to becoming general manager of a hotel. I, I believe it because that's, you, you're doing your job every day and you love it and you, you, and it shows in the way that you interact with your employees, not only yeah. employees, but also the, the way that I'm greeted as a guest and I see it, you know, firsthand. So I'm, I know you'll get there, but like, the thing is that we also have to always be aware that when you get to somewhere else, that's a, a, a more, um, a, a bigger position. There's yeah. a responsibility that There's comes more with responsibility it. And, and then that creates a, a need for getting somewhere else and moving and moving and moving. And, you know, you yeah. always wants to, wants to do better, but what's the, what's the end goal? You know, maybe when I'm a general manager of a hotel, I have a, a different goal, you know, what I will, Maybe I want to create my own brand or, you know, exactly, you know, when you get to a goal, you always have to think about the next step and prepare for it and work hard every day for it. Because you, you know, it's, it's, you always have to set up goals. If you have no goals, you know, this is, I think it's, you know, it's difficult. You have to yeah, well, think that's, about that's, that. That's you know? kind of like the, um, the, I guess the contrast, but also the dichotomy of like, being happy with whatever you, like you were using the example yeah. of like if you're sitting on an island and you're just happy i feel like i could actually do that in a sense like if if i really just became very zen-like and meditated all yeah. day i could probably feel really happy and, and yeah. content but it's amazing it's a, i think it's based on your personality i couldn't do that uh, there's a lot of thing you know i couldn't walk behind a desk and everything yeah but, But I'm glad we were all different because if we were all the same, it would not, you know, the world would not work. So, you know, thinking differently, uh, approaching someone differently, the, all of this is good, you know, and, and that creates, uh, you know, uh, the world that we live in. So that, that's why it's important. Well, Joanne, I want to take some time to, uh, to acknowledge you again, like to thank you for, thank you. for making some time here. And also, uh, I mean, thank you for everything that you do in terms of, the 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 people that you inspire in the hospitality business i think it's not always easy to be at at a at a level where people look up to you but also they they um 
they are responsive to how you talk with them mm-hmm. and you respond to them and yeah. how you how you actually respond to like situations that are harder and i think you're 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 doing that every day and i want to thank you for that because it it gives the amazing experience that when we go as a client to the marcus to four seasons that's what we enjoy and that's what makes the memories the moments so i want to thank you for that thank you um i think i think it's uh, just i'm just lucky you know and and I have, a, I have a great job and I'm happy with what I have. And, and you know, sometimes I, you know, I, I, I stop, I don't compare myself. And, and I think we try at Marcus to, to welcome everyone and, and create the most memories we can. And that's the, that's the, that's the end goal. You know, you leave the restaurant and, and you're happier than you were two hours ago before entering the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it adds... Onto, basically it just adds onto your night yeah. you're, it's, you're like it's like watching a good movie and then you end your good movie at Marcus and exactly. then you're like oh wow what a good ending you yeah. know so on that this will be the ending of the show and I wanted to ask for the Mistral it's opening this week yeah so opening people... opening is of the 22nd okay uh, so Thursday um, it will be open for uh, dinner only okay and Marcus is open uh, for, for dinner right now and it's still uh, and then, Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, Wednesday to Sunday will change through the through the summer, but uh, you know we'll keep you posted on our social media channel uh, when we open the rest, and then we have a, a nice gospel brunch coming as well on the twenty fifth, and uh, and that's great. I think there's a lot of uh, um, new things coming at the at the fall season, and that's very exciting. Well, thank you for taking the time today. It was a oh, pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please consider leaving a review on the podcast. These insights, the feedback that all of you give me is extremely valuable. So I would really appreciate it. If you haven't already, go and leave a review on my podcast. Thanks again. And until next time, see ya.